I am afraid that I have much news, and most of it is terrible. Welcome to The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics, where we keep the rationalist community informed about what's going on outside of the rationalist community. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Inyash Brodsky. And I'm David. This is episode number 95. We are recording on November 6th. 2023. So back to our usual Mondays. Uh, we have a couple follow-up stories. The first one is about Sam Bankrin Freed. Uh, he was found guilty on everything he was charged with. Huzzah! You might dare say that Sam Bankman was not, in fact, freed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wes, are you, are you coming around to me with the hatred of the puns? I have always been on record that I hate puns that are not clever but isn't that all puns no (laughs) (laughs) many puns are clever that one was not man it sucks to be wrong so hard man i really have the impulse to cut that one out for our subscribers and leave it in for everybody else (laughs) (laughs) but now we've had all this follow-up conversation so i guess i just have to leave it in uh so we were talking about sbf yeah fuck that guy (laughs) um he hasn't been. I don't think he's been sentenced yet, right? He's just been found guilty of a bunch of fraud charges. Uh, uh, yes, sounds from, right. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, he's probably going to go to jail for you know a bunch of years. Certainly hope so. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm no fan of jails, but if you're going to send people to jail, this guy sounds like a uh, you know prime prime uh, prime candidate for it. Candidate. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Speaking of candidates. Mm-hmm. Our next follow-up is about everyone's favorite candidate, George Santos, who, if you don't remember, is a lying liar who got elected to Congress by telling lots and lots of lies, um, which is, you know, could sub- describe any member of Congress. But these lies were like specific and provably false lies. Um, and every- and the, so the House of Representatives decided to expel him today. Or not today, but earlier this week. Uh, Which is, you know, kind of crazy. That, like, because he's a Republican, and even the Republicans voted to kick him out. It still feels weird to me that that's kind of crazy. Like, when you... It shouldn't be considered crazy to kick out people who are blatantly um, violating laws. Yes, well, um, let's remember who the most popular person in the Republican Party is currently. Ooh, that's a good point. Uh, Multiple felon Donald Trump. Yeah. So, you know. Well, it's good that this guy's gone. We were we were doing a good job of telling everybody how shitty he is. Yeah, Santos was just he was just way too blatant about it. Refresh my memory. Is this Gold Bars guy or was that someone else? No, no, that was my representative. Um God, I can't even remember his name. But no, this was not this guy. That that guy's a senator. Okay, gotcha. Gold Bars guy is a great name for I don't know, a villain. <laughs> In a video game? Uh, I mean, there have been a couple yeah. Bond villains that were almost that. Nope. Well, he's out of the Senate, so huzzah. Or the House, yep, whichever house. one he's out, out of. The of. House. Okay. Poor George Santos. The Saturday Night Live will have to find another punching bag. Just kidding, they won't. They'll still use him. He's not actually poor, though, because he still has the gold bars, right? Or did they take No, those? that's a different guy. Oh, <laughs> damn it. We just had this conversation, <laughs> Inyash. <laughs> but, but I'm sure he has money buried in his backyard he's definitely that kind of guy what was it that this guy did uh, he just like completely fabricated his biography oh okay. he was like he like claimed he graduated from a school that he didn't graduate from um he claimed he was like like ancestry he didn't have i think i don't know 
It was it was just I, I don't remember everything he lied about, but it was all just like weird stuff they didn't even have to lie about. Um, and then he got elected, and then then the newspapers did some like cursory due diligence after he was elected, and they're like, "The fuck, <laughs> this guy? He said all these things that aren't true. What the hell, not even slightly true." Yeah, but all right, that's enough time on George Santos. No one actually cares about him. Exactly. Now on to the new news. Um, which I'm annoyed because the, do you know who, uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey are? Nope. No. They're football players and they have the most popular sports podcast and they very like prominently use the phrase new news. And I feel like we came up with that. I, I would be willing to bet it predates us. Well, we were using it before they were. Now everyone's going to think we copied it from them. (laughs) Those bastards. They copied it from us. Yeah, you know. But, oh well. Th- this, I, I mean, I'm okay with this. It's just more proof that we are one of the most influential podcasts in the world. We have yeah, had a true. number of times where mm-hmm. we've reported on things, and then uh, the world reacted. Right. We call for things. A few months later, they happen. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it doesn't pay very much, but you know, it's worth it for the power. That's right. With influence is what we have. Yeah. All right. Speaking of people with influence, our first piece of new news is that we have a new Speaker of the House. It actually happened. Oh, my God. Right? I didn't think it was going to. Does this mean we'll actually get a budget passed? Maybe. I mean, I don't know if this guy's going to be able to pass a budget. All, all we know now is he is the Speaker of the House. Um, when last we left, they had just kicked out the old Speaker because they passed not even a budget, just like a month and a half continuing, continuing resolution to keep the country open. Um, and they, they kicked him out for that. So now we have a new dude named Mike Johnson, which might be the most generic name I've ever heard. It's pretty um, gen- yeah. No one ever heard yeah. of this guy before this. Yeah, this guy definitely sounds like a basketball player that the NBA tried to make into the next big star, but a midseason injury meant their plans crashed and burned. Is this the thing that happened? Because that was oddly specific. That was oddly specific. Mm. Is that because his name sounds like Michael Jordan? But Michael Jordan was huge. I don't know know why my brain coughed that up. I don't either. (laughs) I thought maybe it was the plot to some Air Bud movie or something. I'm six days into NaNoWriMo, and my brain has produced zero coherent words so mm. i i'm it, it's just kind of Why spouting off now? random well, shit good thing the nanorimo rules do not require coherent words only it's words true. this is true all right but anyway mike johnson is the speaker of the house um no one ever heard of him he's just like some republican not quite backbencher like he was on the leadership team before but no he never did anything that made the news or anything um he's of course a big election denier because why not that's just par for the course in the republican party these days um fun detail about him the congress has to fill out disclosure forms uh for any assets over five thousand dollars and he doesn't have any now might be a clarence thomas thing where he has a bunch of stuff and just doesn't tell anybody or he could just literally not have a bank account with $5,000 or more, or a house, or anything. I see the unbanking crisis has reached unprecedented levels. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the headline I read about this was, does Mike Johnson not have a bank account? <laughs> it's- um, I'm on record as you know supporting the idea that we should pay our congresspeople more. 
Because it's really not good to have Congress people like hurting for cash. Because there are plenty of people willing to give them that cash. Uh, just in exchange for things that they shouldn't be doing. If he's an election denier, isn't it possible he's just lying about not having any bank accounts or um, a house? I mean, that would be possible even if he wasn't an election denier. <laughs> That's a good point. Various I, I, and diverse groups of people lie all the time, Eniash. Yeah. Especially I'm... when they're in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? If I could think of the people most likely to lie to my face, it would be Congress people. So, yeah, maybe he's just lying, or maybe he's just living paycheck to paycheck, which uh, sounds bad. Sounds like a thing you don't really want in a, you know, Speaker of the House. Seems like it'd be very easy to corrupt them. Yes, that is that is the issue. Is that just me being racist against poor people, though, by saying that? Like, maybe uh, that's, that's not a, uh, maybe that's extremely uncharitable, and I shouldn't be saying stuff like that. I mean, there's poor people, and there's poor people who get elected to Congress. <laughs> I think your average standard poor person probably not more corruptible than your average standard middle class or rich person. It's a combination of needing money and also getting elected to Congress. Because if you get elected to Congress, you're already a bastard. Like, there's really no way to do that without being a shithead. Mm, again, this sounds like the kind of thing that I do not want to get on board with saying. There's a lot of people who say that about... All sorts of things. Like, you can't possibly be rich without being a bastard. Right, but they're wrong. Rich people produce things that people want and add value to the world. Yeah, but sometimes people get um, elected to Congress because they want to see change in the world and do good things. They do? That's what I've been told. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you can't get elected to Congress as a Republican without being a bastard. Oh my god, that just sounds like you're being <laughs> racist against Republicans. I'm, I'm still not on board with any of this. No, Eniash, I'm racist against Congress people. You specifically singled yeah. out Republicans just now. I mean, they are the worst party. Eniash, it, it's hard uh, to argue with I, that. I'm but. on board with Wes. Congress is, exce- is exceptional in this regard. Uh, something, something, power doesn't corrupt. It's just magnetic to the corrupted. Yeah, I mean, I, there's probably like... You know, a couple of... De- no, okay, so there was a decent congressperson, and it was uh, the libertarian guy. What's his name? David. Um, the, Amash? The guy you like. You wanted him to be Speaker oh, of the House. Uh, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about, <laughs> but I'm also blanking on his name. Well, whatever. Uh, he, he, he resigned. Justin Amash. Justin Amash, yeah. He was a decent guy also in the Republican a Party. a Republican. Yeah, he got elected. He was a Republican, and the Republican Party could not tolerate him because he actually had principles and some integrity. And he's out. He didn't even bother trying to run for re-election because there was no chance for him. I am skeptical that the Democrats are the tiniest iota better on this, but whatever. I am also I... skeptical of that. Okay. Um, I lost track of where we were in all this. <laughs> we were talking about jo- about Mike Johnson. Ah, that's right. <laughs> and how he doesn't have any money. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and how why that makes him uh, uniquely corruptible. By, uh, but though, although I guess, like, being captured by, like, moneyed interests wouldn't be worse than your typical congressperson, right? See? Yeah. Because they're just, ca- they're all captured by something that, that I don't like. I yeah. feel like, you know, rich people might be the better than what the other congress people are like beholden to exactly (laughs) all right so it's fine he doesn't have to have a bank account 
he probably does all his deals in crypto because he doesn't trust the system, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, some evidence that he may be beholden to rich people. Um, the first bill that the new Mike Johnson-led House passed was a aid to Israel bill, giving $14 billion in Israeli aid and cutting $14 billion from the IRS. That, that sounds Based. like a good bill. Yeah. It's a terrible bill. The IRS. I mean, David, I know you like it because you think taxes are theft. Um, I think that auditing rich people would be good because I think rich people cheating on their taxes is bad. Yeah, if only the IRS audited rich people. That's what this money's for. They just they just included it in like the last thing that the Democratic Congress did was increase the IRS bill and specifically limit that money to being used for rich people audits. And the Republicans absolutely hate it because, and I know this gets lost in a lot of the yelling and the stupidity and the election denying and all the bullshit, but the Republican Party's guiding light is having rich people pay fewer taxes. And it has been since, I think, the 60s or 70s. Uh, anytime Republicans take power, their number one priority is having rich people pay fewer taxes. And it's just, you know, it's kind of nice to see that, like, some things stay the same, you know? Even with all the, like, crazy <laughs> Republican shit going on. Okay. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> they're back on their old bullshit. All right. That's better than the new bullshit, I guess. Uh, speaking of new bullshit, next story is... President Biden has passed an executive order addressing artificial intelligence. OMG. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> this is of great interest to the rationalist community um, because That's AI kind of what we're all about. Is, yes. And has been uh, since the founding for of the community. I mean, it used to not be all that we were about. It's apparently all we're about now. Well, it's also what we were founded on. <sighs> it's true. I mean, not that we weren't though. We were founded on on rationality. It was just all a Trojan horse to get us to care about AI. <laughs> well, um, I rest my case. <laughs> yeah, it worked. Yeah. Um, except not on me. I don't give a shit. But uh, what, uh, we're going to report on this anyway. Uh, so it's got uh, you know a bunch of different things that it's claiming to do. Um, it's all a lot of report writing. Yeah, it's and, not doing a whole lot just yet, but it is setting the stage for things being done later. Yeah, there are some substantive things it does. It does create some reporting requirements for AI companies. Um, so if you are above a certain level of compute, um, which I hate using as a term like that, but we already covered that, right? Yes. You, All right, you are not up with the current diction. Right. Above a certain level of compute, compute. If you're running like frontier AI models, you have to run safety tests and report those results to the government, which um, is probably stupid because government designed safety tests are going to be dumb. And it's going to be like, does your AI discriminate against, you know, American Indian women? Uh, we and not it's not going to be like, is your AI going to kill us all? I, I do think it's important to point out that the less wrong and EA community has now been pivoting, at least starting to advocate pivoting to, hey, look, we actually are getting regulation. Let's make sure it's the good kind of regulation that stops it from killing us all, as opposed to the ethics stuff. So uh, as always, we are on the forefront of saving humanity from AI. You're welcome. 
Um, I'm sorry, you, you're declaring yourselves to be on the forefront by <laughs> coming around to the position that I have held since, like, a year and a half ago. I'm sorry that you adopted the position that the Rationalists put out 15 years ago, David, and thought that it was unique to you, but this has been in the Rationalist water in for yacht. ages. <sighs> that thing you just said is so stupid, I'm not even gonna justify <laughs> it as a comment. <laughs> I, this, again, it is what the rationalist community was literally founded upon. We do no, all hate wasn't. regulation. It was founded on We just on want the AIs to stuff. not kill us all. I, I'm sorry, have you read anything by Eliezer and how much he despises regulation? But yes, he's pro-regulation. And if that had stopped oh, him from that will calling kill us for all, regulation, yes. then maybe it would matter. <laughs> he is one of the leaders of the FDA Delenda Est Club, sir. He wrote inadequate equilibria about exactly the regulation problem. Yes, uh, and, and then other... promptly forgot about it as soon as he started thinking about what, according to him, is the most important problem in reality. Again, which doesn't think speak he's well for his about. ability to apply his own methods. A thing he's been thinking about and writing about since at least 2007. Quote, unquote, thinking. <laughs> at the very he's least, writing. writing. You gotta, yes, All right. you gotta All right, give nerds. him writing. Settle down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, for one, think that if we're going to have regulation, you know, I'd rather the EAs get involved in writing it than uh, leave it to the government bureaucrats. Hell yeah. I mean, sure. Um, I'd definitely rather not have regulation, but here we are. Uh, but right now, the only real regulation is these uh, safety tests. Um, the rest is, there's a thing where it says they're going to create standards for AI safety, which is, you know, kicking the can down the road. Like, uh, you know, naming some committees or whatever to look into it. Um, it does, and I actually agree with this, it requires life sciences projects to have AI safety standards as a condition for funding. Now, I'm not, like, super confident that these AI safety standards they come up with are going to be very good. But, you know, I'm fine, because when they say life science projects, they mean, like, biology and, like, things that could create bioweapons. Wes, are you saying that regulation of things that can kill the entire human race might be net good? No, I mean, he's saying that conditional <laughs> on the regulation happening at all, this is probably the least net bad area to regulate. I think we should let Wes answer. Yeah, I mean, yes, okay. when it's... I feel like when you balance the upsides and downsides here and look at, like, the, the likelihood for things to go off the rails, like bioscience projects actually uh, probably have like one of the higher likelihoods of fucking everything up and um like Wes it's okay you had me at yes so so Wes <laughs> remind me uh which institution has been preventing the development of life-saving medicine while consistently funding uh puppy torture and gain-of-function research uh -huh. that's a trick question it's actually two organizations <laughs> it's the FDA and the CDC yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is probably just going to be another fucking FDA that stands in the way of progress for extremely dubious reasons. Um, so, yeah, no, David, you're right. You convinced me. It's, it's bad. <laughs> so wishy-washy. Just can't count on you anymore. Um, I hadn't thought about it for five minutes. <laughs> uh, the Commerce Department is going to develop guidance on how to authenticate and watermark AI content, which um, sounds <laughs> completely unnecessary because nobody needs guidance on that. They yeah, could just do stupid. it. Mm -hmm. If anyone wanted to authenticate or watermark their AI content, they could just easily do that. Um, 
right now it's the it's there and the, they're going to develop this and then the government's going to use it but they're not going to require anyone else to use it uh so pretty toothless um they're going to establish an advanced cyber security program which i have no idea what that means <laughs> um i think maybe it probably means they're going to develop a team that's like five years behind the private sector to uh, federal funding toward research for privacy preserving technology which whatever sure spend your money on whatever you want mm. um there's much more that's stuff in there that's like let's form a committee on privacy and talk about privacy some more that's my money too though i mean they're gonna waste your money Eniosh. that's what the government does i know um there's a part about equity of course <laughs> that's the part that could just die in a fire I mean, the whole thing could die in a fire, Inyash. Come on. What? I thought you liked the part where they uh, don't make plagues that kill the human race. No, I. David convinced me that part's stupid, too. Because- oh, that's right. He- David, get off the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> the only thing keeping this podcast from descending into madness. Um, there's a... It's a great thing where they're going to provide guidance to landlords and federal contractors. And I think I feel like Biden put that one in himself because he just has a thing for for landlords. So, Enias, you should watch out. Mm. You're going to you're going to get some guidance soon. I've I've already been getting a lot of guidance from our uh, our governor in Colorado. It is bullshit and I kind of hate him. What? From Jared Polis? Yep. I thought he was like a libertarian. Mm, um, no not so much oh my god he talks such a big game about like yeah people should be able to do what they want everything's fine nope and he's fucking with the landlords he is he i mean yeah oh my god you need to do a troop deployment about this soon i i guess because i like that guy yeah i thought he I was mean, pretty cool but he he was pretty cool but he just does not want people to have housing in colorado and that mm, sucks well you know if you have housing, people move into it. That's true. And they, they might be, like, lower income than than you want. Gotta keep those undesirable lower income people out. Yeah, send them to, you know, Alabama, where they belong. <laughs> uh, speaking of <laughs> equity, they're gonna do training for federal civil rights workers on algorithmic discrimination. So that's fun. They can have uh, the Justice Department sue companies for using AI and... Completely reasonable ways that somehow they decide it impacts some protected class in some way. Oh, man. The more you talk about this, the more I feel like item G in our outline is more and more valid. What's item G? Item G is the Fearless Fund lawsuit. All right. Well, preview. We'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) We will. It'll be a while. Um, Let me see. We got a lot to get through. Uh, there's lots of vague stuff in there about helping AI advance use in medical and education fields, which sounds like kind of accelerationist. Uh, th- that, but that's that's just as great. As, yeah, I mean, but it's just as vague as everything else. So it's like the other yeah. stuff is like provide make safety uh uh regulations, and this is like advance AI use in the medical and education field. Which great. Yeah. Uh, what what are you actually gonna do? A lot of it is just like, hey, this is stuff we would like to see happen, which is still useful to have, like, as a government to have some idea of where they're steering the ship towards. This is why they have resolution. But there also are a few reporting requirements and things in here. So it's it's starting the ball rolling. You got to start um, somewhere, right? We got nothing so far before this. Yeah, there's some other vague stuff about protecting employees. Again, sounds like a bunch of committees and report writing. Yeah. Um, they're going to create a national AI research resource. To give researchers and students access to AI tools, which um, I don't, I don't know what that 
I imagine that will suck. I imagine what that will do would be if you get above a certain level of compute, you are not allowed to actually do that unless you use this one specific hardened air-gapped place where the uh, government does stuff. That would be terrible if that's what that is. I don't think that's what that is. I think that's expanding access to AI. I think they want to give, like, you know, the the uh, government-sanctioned version of GPT-4, and then, you know, they they give free access to grad students or whatever. Government-sanctioned version of GPT-4 is quite possibly the worst phrase I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, sorry. But it's coming. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm not trying to shoot the messenger here, just noting that for posterity. There is one good part of this executive order. No. W- yes, and it says that we should streamline immigration for tech workers. Oh. Um, I doubt it will happen, because immigration is impossible in this country. But um, yeah. good to, like, I guess say out loud that that's what we want. Yeah. There's nothing in here about how to do that or, like, what actions the government's actually going to take beyond, like, you know, writing reports and forming committees. But still a good goal. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see that actually happen. And everyone already kind of knows how to do that, right? We just make the process of letting in those um, visa employees. I forget the letter and number combination. The, the HB1s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. have more of those every year. Yeah. Super easy. Barely yeah. an inconvenience. <laughs> right? It's just, uh, you probably need Congress to actually do that. Congress doesn't do things anymore. Uh, well, now that they got a speaker, they might. I mean, no. they. I know. They only didn't have a speaker for like a couple of weeks. Congress hasn't done things for years. I'm trying to stay positive. All right. Well, good luck. And yeah. yet incessantly talking about how the thing that's going to save us is going to kill us all. No, the very positive thing is that we are stopping it from killing us all. All right, nerds. <laughs> um... <laughs> Zvi wrote a whole thing about this uh, and mostly agreed that it's a uh, a prelude to actions being taken in a few years. It's not anything that's actually action now. Uh, so, you know, I look at this, I see it's like a slippery slope to horrible industry-crushing regulation. But it's not horrible industry-crushing regulation yet, so that's good. Yay. Hopefully AI can do the Uber thing and just, like, go do the thing before the regulators catch up. Also, um... Chevron deference is getting overturned in the spring, so... Yes. Oh, For sure? Great. I mean... Uh, almost certainly. The Supreme Court took a uh, case which implies that either they're overturning Chevron or they're overturning the NFA, and they're almost certainly not overturning the NFA yet. What's the NFA? Fingers crossed. National Firearms Act. Oh. The thing that makes <laughs> machine guns... De facto illegal for most people. Uh, making it a gun rights case would be a great way to get all the conservatives on board with uh, detonating Chevron. But we'll talk about that when the actual thing drops, so we don't have to do extensive <sighs> hosts were wrong segments. Yeah. Guys, why is Supreme Court season so short? It's always the most exciting season. Because they're assholes. Because they <laughs> save up all the cases for the end of the term and release them all in a week. Yeah. Shitty, bad, right? Bad. They should just do release the opinions throughout the term. Why are you save it? Why are you cramming at the end? Yeah, can you imagine if every single football game was just in one week? Yeah, it'd be terrible. Yeah, that's why there's a whole season. Exactly, assholes. Mm. And they have the things written forever. They have them. They just won't release them. Ugh, I, I, I hate I, them. Yeah. All right, Ineos. What's up? What is going on with AI scientists in China? 
Well, uh, continuing this idea of we are saying what we want and move, putting in the first initial steps towards getting a better world, uh, prominent AI scientists, both from China and the West, meaning the US, UK, and one other country, which I'm sure doesn't count because it's not the US, UK, um, are proposing joint strategies to mitigate risks from AI, meaning like, hey, let's work together on this stuff and share knowledge and share um steps to prevent us all from getting killed rather than racing uh because racing is the worst possible thing we can do and you know a lot of people were saying just months ago one of the reasons we can't slow down gotta keep going faster is because if we don't china will beat us to it and we certainly can't coordinate with the chinese because they're commies and will always stab us in the back and now a bunch of people from china are saying like hey yeah uh, let's uh let's let's all coordinate to not kill all the humans because we're humans too and we don't want to die either so Inyash, news, they're man. saying hey do you want to bring your n- backs within knife range i'm sure the actual scientists are well-intentioned here but they still live in china and their families live in china so if they actually found out anything that would be useful and of interest to the chinese government they wouldn't share it and of course the westerners are going to share everything because that's how the west do Um, i I kind of disagree with you on both counts, because the West also hold things back. They're not stupid about China. And importantly, those AI researchers' families, they may be in China, but they are also human, and so also at risk from AI. So I think there is some alignment of... Um, some alignment of incentives here to... Alignment. Maybe get I see what to- you did there. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose, actually. To maybe get us to a future with humans in it. Also, the other country was Canada. Taking, I, see, I was right. So, <laughs> yes, doesn't count. Uh, America's unruly northern province. Um, yeah, I. so taking your premises for the sake of the argument, I don't disagree, but I also don't think those researchers are going to care uh, particularly much whether their families die from being turned into paperclips or die from being shot by AK-47s or uh, Type 63s or whatever the Chinese AK clone is called. Uh, so yeah, if if you know, we in the start world- actually conspicuously getting close to crunch time, I have approximately zero faith that this will do anything good for us in the world of five days ago where this was not proposed uh this world is significantly better than that one so david would just look settle down this is even less newsworthy than eniosh's normal ai news (laughs) this is like a handful of scientists getting together to have a chat yeah that's what we're reporting here it's nothing it is not anything different from the world of six days ago it is similar to the joe biden executive order where it doesn't do much of anything it's but it sets the stage less it, it's so much no, less it, than that it sets the stage for the formation of an exploratory committee to consider <laughs> the possibility of setting the stage at some indistinct point in the future yeah, you're exactly. right wes we can move it on it doesn't now. even do that because it's not even the government it's just a handful of scientists there's nothing. There's there's no people with any power doing anything. I think the government maybe pays attention to what their top scientists are saying. Yeah, you would think that, but and thus I do. All right. Well, speaking of news that sucks, let's move on to Israel news. Yay. Boo. 
<laughs> um, I think they started a limited ground invasion. Yes. They, um, they're kind of like pummeling the shit out of uh, North Gaza and just telling everyone to go to South Gaza. Uh, and they're not really listening. Um, Yemen got involved somehow. Uh, some Apparently, uh, I, I don't know shit about Yemen, but this story, um, in, in looking up this... I learned that Yemen like has a government, but it's some somebody somebody called the Houthi like took over the capital. Um, yeah, they're they're a uh, Iran-backed terrorist group. Yeah, so they're like in control of the capital, uh, and they're now firing missiles at Israel. Um, Hezbollah and Israel are now firing rockets at each other in Lebanon. Um, so you know. Tick, tick up a couple notches the likelihood of this turning into a regional conflict. Um, Chinese, some, this was fun. Some Chinese companies just uh, took Israel off their maps. It's, Wait, uh, what? Yeah, the Chinese, uh, like, uh, then you know, they don't have Google Maps over there. They have special Chinese Google Maps from, uh, it was called Bad, Baidu was the name of the company. Um, yeah, this just, Israel's just not on there anymore. Um, you just, you know, you... The, the, uh, that region of the world is unlabeled, which is fun. Yep. Um, I, I, a, uh, they took a poll of Americans, um, and the kids today, uh, Eniash, you can feel free to shake your fist at a cloud. Um, <laughs> they all think, so this is, this is, this is a fun statistic. These are, this is, I think this is the under 25s, 51% say the attacks were justified. The Hamas attacks were justified. Um, 62% say that the Hamas attacks were genocidal, which, if you do the math, leaves 11% who say the attacks were genocidal and justified. Um, so, um, that's the state of our youth these days. You know, it, I'm not normally one to, to complain about the kids today, but that seems pretty fucked up. It's almost like turning over the minds of the nation's youth to a Chinese spy app was a bad idea. Womp womp. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, anti-Israel, pro-Hamas shit on TikTok. I'm sorry, do you think this is the fault of TikTok and not the fault of the ideology that they've been marinating in? I mean, it's both. <laughs> yeah, I I'm gonna go with it's the, uh, you know, the social justice fundamentalists. Yeah, like TikTok is just their way of expressing themselves. Also, Wes, if you do the math, you will find that the floor for people who think that it was both genocidal and justified is 13%, not 11 What? How? Uh, so, uh, 62%, uh, or 62% say it was genocidal, so that means 38% thought it wasn't genocidal. And if you subtract that 38 from 51, you get 13%. Who, uh... Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, it's even worse than I thought. Fucking kids. Yep. Hey, kids, don't support genocide. <laughs> it's bad for you. I, I have two things. The first one being that trying to blame TikTok for this is like trying to blame the AK-47s for Hamas murdering children and women. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, but, but guns the, don't kill people. No, Hamas, Hamas kills does. people. Yes, exactly. Guns uh, aren't controlled by the Chinese government. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Actually, the Chinese government controls a lot of guns, David. 
Uh, but those no, guns the do Chinese kill people. government controls people who control guns. Ah, okay. Well, they uh, do control drones. So we both agree it is not the gun's fault here. Um, I mean, I think your analogy is bad. Mm, is TikTok more <laughs> like a gun or more like a drone? No, is it more like a gun or more like a China? <laughs> this is the worst analogy I've ever heard. <laughs> It's really bad. Jesus, Inya. <laughs> My other thing is that uh, his uh, Hezbollah statement um, by their spokesperson came out, I think, three days ago and mm-hmm. was so um, surprisingly soft on the whole uh, war situation that a lot of people pointed out that um, Harvard students are more anti-Israel than Hezbollah's leader was. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, uh... And there was, there was a number of people... Like surprised by this political analysis anal- analysts uh, and look and thinking that it's quite possible that the show of force of America sending two carrier groups out to Israel and a lot of back channel negotiating uh, being done is pointing to the direction of Iran is just going to let Hamas uh, sink now they're like oh you succeeded way too well and now you're going to reap the whirlwind and you know sucks to be you bye and everybody's just kind of distancing at. Everyone in the Middle East is distancing themselves from Hamas and going to let them take it. And uh, and that's good, actually, because I don't think we want a large-scale war with all the other Arab nations getting involved. Yeah, I mean, that would be great. Yeah, fun fact, Middle Easterners who aren't Palestinians, by and large, hate Palestinians. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, why? Why are they doing this bullshit? Because they hate is- Israelis more, and as long as the Palestinians are willing to die a lot to um, to hurt the Israelis, they're willing Which to just dump are. money on. Yeah, yes, they're willing to dump and- money into the cause. Yes, yeah. and also as long as Hamas are murdering and stealing from Israelis, they're not murdering and stealing from everyone else like they did during the Gulf War. Right. Womp womp. All right. Uh, what else are we going on here? Oh, this is a fun one. The founder of the Democratic Socialists of America resigned. Yeah. <laughs> One like, of the founders. Yeah. Being like, oh my god, are you guys seriously supporting Hamas? I'm out. <laughs> Apparently the DSA, uh, Democratic Socialists of America, are sort of falling apart about this whole situation because I guess they must have had a handful of sane people who were like, no, we're, we're not on board with uh, baby murder. And yeah. uh, that's- like, Guys, you can, you can support the Palestinians. That's fine. You don't have to support the baby murder. And they're all like, nah, the baby murder too. <laughs> yeah, I realize that this is going to be breaking news to a lot of leftists, but some leftists and even some socialists are Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly not Bernie Sanders, one of the men who made the Dem- De- Democratic Socialists of America extremely popular. No, that would be crazy. Did yeah. uh, did you guys see that a whole bunch of big law firms have um, have basically yes. sent an ultimatum to the Ivy Leagues, telling them to stop producing rabid anti semites on pain of <laughs> not having their grads hired anymore? No. Yep, they're like, look, the people who are part of these groups and sign these letters, can you just let them let us know who they are so that we don't have any risk of hiring them? Oh, yeah. Which um, I don't support. I don't either, but it was still, it's That's some cancel culture bullshit right there. I I agree with you. I'm never pro leopards eating people's faces, but it's hard not to feel just a little bit of schadenfreude when you see the leopards eating faces party being face eaten. Look, I say give them the names of the leaders of the organizations. 
That's fine. Those are the guys who either sign their names to the thing or should have signed their names to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, like, don't give them all the membership. Get out of here. No. You're a kind man, Wes. Well, I mean, half these groups didn't have a vote on this or anything. It's just like the leaders were like, yeah, our organization supports that. No, right. I'm saying you're a kind man. Yeah. This is great. No, not, I'm I think it's broadly, just a reasonable thing to do. Yeah, I'm broadly opposed, but these kids should not have been surprised that in trying to go into law, also a profession that tends to have a lot of Jewish practitioners, they... <laughs> graduate for to find a somewhat hostile job market after pulling this shit yeah like i'm i'm gonna just maintain neutrality on this particular instance of face eatery and just say like shocked pikachu face (laughs) (laughs) on the list of uh you know people who were canceled unjustly that i feel compassion for these guys are pretty low but you know all the things being equal Guys, don't don't just pub, don't publish lists of names of undesirables. I don't care for it. It is that is fair. All right. Um. What else? What is what is all this other shit on here that you put, Eniash? All the other shit is just examples of their. <laughs> okay, uh, listeners, I'm going to read word for word <laughs> the bullet point item here, so you can know what Eniash has left us to work with. <laughs> Andy LGBT, comma, black Hebrews, comma, shocked Pikachu. Oh, you left the part that says commies supporting a final solution. Well, that was obviously in reference to the DSA thing. No, I think that's a different thing. It was a different group of commies who were chanting, there is only one solution or something along those lines. Oh, oh great. God. Yeah. I-, I can't remember. Have I talked about my uh, favorite Wikipedia article on this show yet? maybe what is it it's the article on beefsteak nazis uh (laughs) members of the uh 1930s german communist party uh most of the members of the original antifa who became um brown shirts after uh hitler took over and consolidated power uh they were called beefsteak nazis because they were red on the inside brown on the outside um (laughs) yeah so remember back in like 2016 or whatever when everyone was saying guys those people who are saying it's okay to punch nazis just want to punch people and they don't care whether or not they're actual nazis yes Mm -hmm. uh that's when i learned about this phenomenon and good to see that it's still applicable whereby good i mean terrible but i'm not surprised all right inyaj what what the fuck is this? Okay, uh, this is just a bunch of things that are happening in the uh, pro-Palestine protests, uh, specifically in London. They, and this is not um, not uncommon, actually, all over the world. But this particular video uh, is one in London where a, a pro-LGBT person came by with a pride flag uh, to march in the pro-Palestine rally, and the Palestinians there uh, grabbed the flag, uh, tore it from them, I assaulted the person, and it was like, get the fuck out of here with your gayness. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, you know, they're fucking fundamentalist Muslims. What do you expect? Yeah, I love that. The, the I love that they were surprised, and I know exactly why they were surprised, because all the pride parades have Palestinian flags in them. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we're doing the thing. All right, I'll get my flag. Yeah, turns out these people are not your allies. Yeah. 
Sorry, that allyship only goes one way. There was also the black Hebrews that showed up to support a Palestine rally. There's oh, a, these guys. Yeah, there's a these cool guys are little... Fun. <laughs> there's a sect of people who believe that they are the true Hebrews, uh, that all the um, non-black Jews in the world are faking it or something. I don't know. Somehow not not real and... Yeah, they're, they're, they're not the real... They're not the real Hebrews. Right. The real it's, Hebrews are these... You know, they, they're just... They're, they're posers is what they are. The real Hebrews were brought to America as slaves, etc. Yeah, uh, and, well, when the black Hebrews have a space laser, maybe I'll give them a hearing. <laughs> I... I always, I always enjoyed the Black Hebrews because I always saw them like standing out by Philly City Hall, basically harassing anyone who walked by. Um, oh. Just like they would, they would get like a big speaker and a microphone and just like shout into it. Hmm. These were the same guys that were harassing that Covington Catholic kid. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember that the guy who had the like smirk that everyone oh, was like, I do yeah, remember look at this, that. look at this shitty kid with his shitty smirk. Yeah. <laughs> and it turned out he'd be getting harassed by the black Hebrews like for like an hour. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they went to this uh this rally to support Palestine because they also hate Israel because that's full of fake satanic Jews or something. And mm. uh then they got attacked because the Palestinians are like, Get the fuck out of here with your blackness, you blackies. <laughs> <laughs> Because they're fundamentalist Muslims. <laughs> let us not forget. Uh, yeah. Guys, let's let's remember what the Palestinians are actually fighting for. Yeah. It's uh, a subjugation of women and all that other shit that goes along with And the imposition Islam. of a worldwide caliphate. Yeah. Yes. Sharia law everywhere. You know. Yeah. Anyways, that that's that's just a bunch of things that happened. So I figured I'd throw them in as long as we're talking about Israel. All right. Well, thanks, Emiash. Hey, my pleasure. All right. Well, now we're on to uh, the, the letter F, which was the letter G before we deleted your dumb shit that you had on there. <laughs> what was the dumb shit that got deleted? I don't remember. But mm. you teased this as letter G, but it's letter F. Fine. This is the it's... one we were talking about before. It is. So I what don't... is it? This is the Fearless Fund. Um, remember when there was this group, we reported on it just like a month or two ago, uh, that sued the universities that um, were discriminating against Jews and Asians and won, basically. The, the Supreme Court said, hey, you can't discriminate based on the races of uh, skin color anymore. Yeah. Uh, they are now suing the Fearless Fund. Uh, the Fearless Fund is a venture capitalist group that is run by black women for black women. They have a Strivers Grant program, which awards small businesses owned by black women $20,000 in grants, along with technical support and mentorship. Uh, this I found this kind of weird because, like, mm -hmm. this is a business. They can do whatever the fuck they want with their money, you know? You don't have to give them money if you don't want to invest in small businesses owned by black women. This is a freedom of... Freedom, freedom to transacting, in my opinion. However, apparently, the uh, group uh, is claiming that this this practice of theirs violates Section 1981 of the Civil Rights Act because entering the contest formed a contract, and uh, the the Civil Rights Act specifically says that contracts cannot have any discrimination by skin color or race and various other things, and therefore restricting the prize win winners to black women discriminates on the basis of race. Um, to me, this sounds like total bullshit, and they should be able to do what they want with their money, but I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, it is unambiguously illegal. I mean, it's ambiguously illegal because the implementation of civil rights law is bullshit, but under a strict reading of the law, it should be unambiguously illegal. Uh, 
I think civil rights law is dumb, so I agree with you from a moral standpoint, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't see how this doesn't violate civil rights law unless you're just totally drinking the Kool-Aid of the current interpretation thereof, whereby discrimination against white people and men is fine. No, that's bullshit. Also, um, this... VC fund A was founded by a dude judging by how I googled it and a dude's face showed up uh, <laughs> but it was also founded in 2019 has invested in 25 companies and has zero unicorns so hmm. yeah that's about the performance I'd expect womp womp so you, wait a minute you agree that entering a contest contest counts as forming a contract is it a contest I mean, it's a yes. grant program that you apply to, and then they give that money to some of the people, but not all of them. Yeah, it's a co- it's a contract between the entrant and the contest holder. Yeah, it sounds like legalistic bullshit, in my opinion. What? I no, agree, but there's a lot of legalistic bullshit around civil rights law. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing that I was getting more and more this is okay pilled as you were reading the equity stuff and our AI things, because the civil rights law is used in just total horseshit manner to do stuff like this and i kind of want that law to go away but in part so that people can invest in black owned women companies if that's what they want to do yeah without the and government the, saying and you the can't way you that. get that bullshit law to go away is by suing vc funds that only give money to black women owned startups so that you can actually get rid of the bullshit laws without people completely losing their shit i yeah, I guess. I just think it sucks. I agree. I could see a court actually making this go away because the interpretation of this law seems kind of insane to me. So what 1981 actually says is that uh, everyone shall have the same right to make and enforce contracts as it is enjoyed by white citizens. Um, That's been interpreted to mean that you can't discriminate based on race in a private contract which doesn't to me doesn't seem to be what that law says i mean this is the interpretation that has been used for decades to make the civil rights act do its thing exactly so i could see the supreme court reinterpreting that law to be like that's not what that says but well that's that's one good but also two gonna have drastic implications why which is i guess what we want right yes what implications (laughs) is it gonna have well, it's going to not it's going to not allow people to do the the woke thing where they use civil rights law as this sort of bludgeon. I yeah. see you too have been reading Richard Hanania's book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I I mean I agree that all that is desirable. I just think it's shitty that it, it this is the way we get it by them suing to not allow things that we actually want to allow, like people putting their money wherever the hell they want it. I guess I guess this is my I hate that we can't have nice things rant. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, but I also feel like the identitarian uh, left made their insane, stupid bed, and if they need to lie in it for a while before they agree that it's insane and stupid and that we're allowed to dismantle it, then fine, whatever. Right. Yeah, like, I think this lawsuit is fine because, this. I mean, this grant program's obviously racist. Um, so either... You're like, you get the court ruling to say, uh, guys, you can't just like openly do racist stuff or, and and it, it counts even if you're, you know, racist toward non-black people, um, or 
you get a ruling that says, actually, you can do racist stuff. The government, you know, they can... And I, I don't think we're going to get rid of the, you know, the the rest of the Civil Rights Act, the, like the 1960s Civil Rights Act, that's right. like, you know, places of public accommodation um, can't discriminate. And like... Um, schools and such i i don't think i'm they're not going to touch that because they just did a thing about schools and that didn't even come up but i think this 1981 um this is this is like a reconstruction era law and i i don't think that at all was ever intended by the people who passed it to um to be like oh no you can't discriminate in private contracts i think that just meant that black people you have to give black people freedom to contract because they didn't have that before reconstruction yeah um, you could just invalidate a contract because you know the the other party was a was black or was a former slave or something. Yeah. Um, and that's clearly what this was aimed at. So I don't know where this interpretation came from. Um, but I, I you know I could see a court say going back and saying, well, that's not that's not <laughs> that's not what this law does. Um, either way, I think either one I think would be better than the status quo, where it's like, hey, racism's illegal unless you're racist against white people, and then it's fine. Yeah, I I mean, again, I agree with the goals and everything about it. It just feels like the technicality of this is a contest. Uh, this contest forms a contract. Don't don't like it, but I'm not a lawyer, so I'm just going to stop talking about it. Yeah, no, that's that's. I think it's bullshit. Um, and you know, I, but I would I would I would much rather get the second uh thing where they just say no, this law doesn't do that because I think they should be able to do this. Why shouldn't they be able to do that? Yeah, if they want to be racist, let them be racist. Right. If some white supremacy group wants to give out, uh, you know, grants or scholarships or whatever, fine. Let them do it. Mm. Um, who cares? Okay. All right. Uh, and uh, we have one more. Uh, e- electric vehicles are getting harder to sell. They are. Uh, sales have been slowing a lot. And I think we talked about it a little bit on the Discord, at least. But part of mm-hmm. the problem is, like, charging them is an issue if you don't have a garage or a a place where you can park your car and just have it charge overnight yeah i mean that's my theory um the 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 actual news is just that like sales reports are coming out and electric vehicles aren't selling as well as they used to yes uh, um i definitely think it's because of the charging infrastructure yeah they're they, it's it's bad uh they're uh, giving thousands of dollars in um in dealer incentives and it's not helping move these vehicles uh all the major companies are cutting their how many vehicles they think they're going to be able to sell and how many they're going to be making over the next several quarters by a lot they they just the market of uh people who want electric vehicles is getting close to saturated and this this i don't know i think this sucks because electric vehicles are great um but this is uh this is bad news yeah and the thing is everybody likes electric vehicles um they're super convenient electricity is much cheaper than gas Mm -hmm. um they need way less maintenance because they have way fewer parts than an internal combustion engine Mm -hmm. Um, they're just better in basically every way except they're difficult to charge you have to you have you know a place where you live where you can charge it um and if you live in an apartment building that's probably difficult yeah uh or even anywhere living anywhere in the city like not when I lived in the city, I didn't have dedicated parking. The best place for electric vehicles is cities by a lot. And that's yeah. also the hardest place to get them charged. Right. But the other thing is, you know, there's nationwide, they have all these charging stations. But if you talk to people who have electric cars, at least non-Tesla ones, charging stations fucking suck. Ah. They, they only work half the time. Their apps are supposed to tell you if they're free. They don't. They break. 
Um, sometimes they break and they tell you they're broken. Other times they don't tell you they're broken. You just go to like charge your car and you can't get the thing to work. Oh, lame. Um, I met someone the other day to hang out while they were charging their car. And the, the first charging station just didn't work. And she like kept scanning her app and like putting in the plug and scanning her app and putting in the plug. And it just like nothing happened. And she had to like move over to the other one. Um, and I hear, I, I, I've read about this and it's like, this is so common that, that everyone knows that these, that, the, that, that all the non-Tesla charging stations are, um, are unreliable and, and they're no good. And so I, it totally makes sense to me now that people are like, well, I don't know if I want to get an electric vehicle yet. Yeah. Now the good news is, this is a temporary problem. It seems that Tesla has won the charging standard war. Woohoo! All the American manufacturers are making deals with Tesla to use their chargers. Um, and I got to imagine that the, that the European manufacturers are, are next. And hopefully this just means we have a single standard. Anyone can use any charging stations and it's just the good ones that, that we have. Uh, but right now that's not the case. So I understand at least it's not surprising to me that that sales are, are a little slow. Can I throw in another communist shooting themselves in the face uh, thing? <laughs> God, yes, sure. sure. Blame the communists. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to blame the communists, but I'm going to point out them shooting themselves in the face when I, whenever I can. All right. Go for it. Uh, the This comes on, the I think, a day or two after uh, the big three auto manufacturers all signed. It was all three of them, right? Signed contracts with yeah. their unions. Okay. Uh, to stop the strike that's been going on for a while. And one of the things within that uh, that negotiated contract with the uh, auto working unions is that the EV plants are now going to be unionized as well, where previously they were not, which will make making electric vehicles even more expensive and make them even harder for people to buy. So, you know, that that's great. I also, as a communist, hate the environment and having nice places to live. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The unions are not communists. That's a no. different thing. The communists uh, love the unions, but yes. the unions, I don't think they actually really like the communists very much. Yeah. I understand they're not communists. It was a commie that pointed this out on our Discord, so yes. they, they are very strongly You're just strongly engaging in naked mind. tribalism, I understand. Fine, we should cut that out. Tribalism is a bad I'm not luck. cutting it out. I'm leaving tribalism it in is so a bad everyone luck. knows. No, what I'm a, a good person, are. and I never tribalize. <laughs> Eniash, this is why you need to watch sports. You just get all your tribalism out on the sports, and then you don't feel the need to be like this. Here's yeah, but but people on the other teams don't seek me out and and fuck with me online. Okay, Eniash, yes, a you don't need to talk to communists online. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 would I would try to stop. Sometimes. I would refer you to my uh, Discord. Um, uh, description thing. Uh, the thing be- below my handle on the bar on the far right of the screen, um, which it's is riveting as much a reminder to myself it as it is to others. Also, no one... Can we one... get to the fucking monkey, sir? What does it say? <laughs> <laughs> you can win at life or you can win arguments. You can't do both. Uh, it's an aphorism by Nassim Taleb. That's nonsense. I win at both all the time. Yeah, Absolutely I don't think that's true. no one hates communists as much as blue-collar workers. Like, yes. literally just <laughs> yeah, talk to true. a plumber about communists, and you will learn new swear words. <laughs> Very true. All right. Well, on that note, let's move on to happy news! Good news, Yay! everyone! All right, Eniash, what's our first happy news? AI happy news. 
um, the, in making things that were previously illegible legible. Uh, an AI has read a word on a scroll that was recovered from the Pompeii volcano eruption, which was um, previously illegible. I mean, I guess still is illegible, but AIs can read it. To humans. So there we go. Uh, it made out the word purple, and it's continuing to work on other things, I think, by seeing where ink atoms were or something it's it's interesting uh it also made john lennon sound good in the last recording <laughs> of the, the last recording that the beatles did together uh, john lennon was uh well the the whole recording was kind of bad quality but specifically they were able to isolate his voice and um and make it sound good because they he can't re-record his part because he's dead so that that uh let him release one last song by the beatles and uh it gets people jobs you can now uh, as demonstrated in a tiktok video uh have the chat the voice to text option open on your chat gpt4 window and have it playing just off to the side of your screen while you are being interviewed for a job on a zoom call and it will hear the questions you are being asked uh, by your interviewers and write out a response for you to read back verbatim that will get you the job because chat gpt knows things that you don't need to know oh, since that's it knows awesome it. yeah yeah fuck interviews hmm. unfortunately this only works if they are remote yeah, but a lot of them are these days. Yeah. yeah. All right. Is this the kind of stuff you learn if you read uh, Zvi's AI provides mundane utility section? I no, not. I mean, maybe, but I, I no. usually just his posts are so fucking long, They're dude. So long. <laughs> I, I scan them. I skip some sections entirely. <sighs> like this is just yeah. stuff I pick up by being on rationalist AI related Twitter. All right. Well, I have some happy news for us. And it's that almost 900 school districts around the country are giving kids three-day weekends. Forever? Yeah, they're just permanently, they've permanently shifted to a four-day week. This is very good news. Yes. Not as good as seven-day weekends in public schools, but <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and it's mostly, it's mostly like poor rural districts who are doing it to attract teachers. Huh. Yeah, don't worry. They don't actually care about the kids. Um, but yeah, they're they're having trouble hiring teachers because they pay less than the uh, you know the bigger surrounding towns and cities. So they're like, come work for us. It's only a four day week. Well, that's uh, that's something. Yeah, and the best part is this is creating a uh, what they're calling a race to the bottom. I call it a race to the top. Hell where yeah. kind of all the districts then, as soon as one does it, are switching to four day weeks because they want to retain their teachers. So it's, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, maybe it'll just spread across the entire country. Mm -hmm. And no one will ever work for a place with a five-day week again. Mm -hmm. Um, This happened in a a number of districts in Missouri. They ran a poll. 69% of parents approved of it. (laughs) Um, Naturally, if you read any press coverage of this, it is uniformly negative. They're like, oh, the kids are not going to learn as much. And all oh, the parents, it's so tough for them. Um, and, you know, you'll usually find it in like a throwaway line or a footnote or something. That's like when we asked, the parents said it was great. But anyway, <laughs> it's terrible and they hate it. Well, this is because the the journalism and the um, educational complex are same 
same branch of reality, really. The the clergy base, they got to support each other. Yeah, it's all, yes. I mean, it's part of the American civic religion that education is the most important thing. I am blah, blah, glad. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm glad that we are fucking doing good things despite the clergy telling us not to. All right. Next piece of happy news. Eniash, tell us about the U.S. economy. It grew almost 5% in the third quarter. What? 5%? That's so much? Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot. I thought we were supposed to be having a recession. I that's what I heard, but um, no, I guess not. All right, sweet. I mean, that is uh, that's very good growth, uh, and it's especially good because inflation is still going down and unemployment is still low. Is inflation actually going down, or has it just stopped going up? Um, it depends on which measure you look at. Some of them are going down. Some of them have plateaued. Okay. Um, but you know, usually. I mean, it's pretty good if you've got flat or lo- or or lowering inflation, um, b- economic growth, and low unemployment. You're not really supposed to be able to do all three of those at once. I mean, if it's plateaued at seven percent, and it's not at seven percent; it's at like three and a half percent. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that as an illustration. Yeah. So all right, um, but yeah, where we are. So the economy, like by the numbers, doing pretty well. Uh, all right. Next happy news: new fish. Uh, wait, something a a monstrosity called a <laughs> sturtle fish was created. That doesn't sound bad. Of a it, no, it's awesome. That's why it's in happy news. Oh, you called it a monstrosity. Well, it is. It is a monstrosity. I like monstrosities. Oh, okay. I was gonna say we might have different definitions of monstrosity. Yeah. yeah okay. No. No. Having skimmed this uh, outline section, I can confirm that a this is an affront to God, and b fuck <laughs> God. <laughs> so it's a hybrid of a sturgeon and a paddlefish, and it was created by accident by uh, some biologists who were trying to do experiments on sturgeon, and were like, "All right, we're gonna like." Uh, 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 fertilize some sturgeon eggs and then as a control group we're going to take this like sturgeon and fertilize these paddlefish eggs because there's no way they can crossbreed because their last common ancestor was 140 million years ago they're like genetically they're about as similar as we are to a porcupine (laughs) and (laughs) then then, uh, a baby grew (laughs) so and they're like, oh, no. Wasn't it- now they have these sturtlefish. <laughs> so it was it was a whole bunch of babies, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they didn't just fertilize one egg. Because I heard like 70% of them are are uh, viable specimens. Yeah. I'm like, if, if you have a 70% statistic number, that implies to me you, fertili- you got at least 10 fish on your hands. Right? 70%. But 70% is so huge. That's like, you're the same species, basically. Right. I, I mean, this... Can <laughs> but you they're imagine? not. They're so different. <laughs> this is like some someone going out and fucking a porcupine, and then we get a human-porcupine hybrid. Right? That Should not sounds happen. profoundly unpleasant. I would not recommend trying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how <laughs> porcupines fuck porcupines. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not think about it. Uh, but it's awesome. Well, now we have sturtlefish. So, question. Is this, mm-hmm. legally speaking, gain-of-function research? It, they didn't do it on purpose, so I don't think so. I mean, are we? do we want to allow that, uh, that loophole? I mean, sturgeon have developed paddle capabilities. This seems like a big deal. 
I mean, I want to allow all kinds of crazy hybrid creatures, so uh, whatever loophole we need. Yeah, yeah that's hybrid fair. Hybrid creatures are awesome. Let's island Dr. Moreau this shit. <laughs> Hell yes. Eniash, what are you uh, splicing your DNA with? Oh, well, I am adding spider DNA to my silkworms so that they will create silk that is stronger than Kevlar. What? Uh, that couldn't happen. I, apparently it could. This has been a dream for a long time of people because spider silk is just insanely... Um, cool strong they got all the um things that you want in a fiber as you would know if you have ever seen a spider-man movie i'm sure we all have yes yes you know you know he's not actually using uh spider silk in those Hmm. he's using movie magic (laughs) (laughs) you have stopped me in my tracks and i cannot continue all right well let me explain so in the Tobey Maguire movies, he's got the uh, the the spider the spider web comes like from his biology. But in uh, classic Spider Man in the comics and in the newer movies, he like designs a web shooter and like makes web fluids. So he's not actually using spider silk. I do remember that. Yes, yeah. now that you mention it. Mm. So that was what you wanted to know, right? That's what you, <laughs> for your story. <laughs> Now that I have have this context, this isn't happy news anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So do we think we're going to get a space elevator before AGI or after? Oh, yeah. We use spider silk for for the space elevator? I mean, you're still getting them from silkworms. You're not getting an entire space space elevator worth of silk out of uh, of this. Sounds like we need to just make more silkworms. That seems right tractable right we're good at factory farming it's not a bad point yeah um but don't you need carbon nanotubes for that i don't know if these uh spider silks better than carbon nanotubes i assume they are not better than carbon nanotubes yeah i would assume that too although i didn't actually research it so i could be proven wrong by an astute listener well i guess we just need to uh crossbreed silkworms with carbon atoms there you go but what it is better than is kevlar yes um, so yeah, soon everybody can have one of those cool bulletproof suits like we see in the other superhero movies. I think you're just talking about Worm, which is not a movie. I was I was actually thinking it might have been in a movie somewhere, but maybe it was Worm. No, no, no just that's worm. just Worm. Okay, cool. Regardless, uh, spiders are awesome, and they're even awesomer when we crisper their DNA into silkworms. This is a thing apparently people have been working on for many years and just couldn't get it to work, and finally a dude got it to work. So can we ask the dude? Indeed. All right, awesome. And for our uh, listeners who don't know, Worm is a web serial about uh, superheroes, which is which is pretty good. People like it. You should you should go read it. A lot of people are big fans. Yeah, uh, rational it's, people. Uh, it's like uh, I, I describe it as like the Game of Thrones of the uh, superhero genre. Oh, that's actually a pretty decent description, right? Where they're like yeah. actually take the premise seriously and like, okay, but how would the world actually look? Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, we're not ignoring that people rape. Yes. <laughs> so trigger warning. Yeah. Also, fight scenes go on for tens of thousands of words. Yeah, so, they do. Yeah, Oof. that I, you like I fight scenes. Ducked out. Read worm. All right, Eniash, what is our final happy news? There is a uh, ring footage. Ring being the little doorknob that is connected to Amazon that has a camera in it. It is a doorbell, uh, but go on. Thank you, doorbell. Uh, it, it basically private surveillance, mass surveillance. Um, there is ring footage of some teenagers who came across an empty candy bucket while they were trick or treating. Cause you know, sometimes people are like, I'm sorry, we're off at an orgy for Halloween. We can't give out candy, but here's a bucket. Please take some candy of your own. And sometimes kids come by and they're like, Oh, a bucket of candy. Let's take all of it. And then there's none left for other kids that come afterwards. Well, these teenagers came across some 
uh, one of these empty buckets. And they said, ladies and gentlemen of the trick or treating um, persuasion, let us take some of our candy from our bags and put us in the bucket so that children that come in the future will be happy instead of sad like we were. And they did exactly that. And it's beautiful and heartwarming. And, you know, they didn't actually use the British accents, but mm, we can (laughs) give them a pass on that. All right. Good going, kids. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that brings us to troop deployments. I'm willing to put wave after wave of men at your disposal. As we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield each episode. And we'll start with David. Yeah, so as promised, I have a double feature to make up for my lack of troop deployment that was clearly distinct from a news story last Uh, fortnight. I'm pretty sure I told you not to do that. Well, fuck you. What of our podcasting history has led you to believe I pay the slightest amount of attention to what attention to what you say, Wes? Yeah, it's fine. I'll just delete one of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the first one is it's National Nana or National Novel Writers Month, which is a terrible name, but no one consulted me. Uh, where a bunch of people try to write a novel in uh, in one month, namely the month of November. Uh, And I recommend it. It's a good exercise, especially if you like writing or have aspirations to do writing for a living. Uh, It won't be good, but a lot of people are constrained by not writing at all, not by writing well. Uh, So just having some sort of motivation to sit your butt in a chair and apply fingers to keys until you hit the 60,000 word threshold is broadly a good exercise. Um, I'm maybe doing it this month, but I actually wrote a novel in a month last month, and as expected, it sucked. Uh, But there was some good things that I might be able to salvage for future works that I write. Uh, so it's still worthwhile, and I would recommend you all try it, uh, with that spirit in mind. Also, second feature, if you want to understand why I support the Second Amendment, then look at Myanmar. You may remember from the COVID era that viral video of a woman doing an, uh, uh, I almost said acrobatics, but that's the wrong word. Uh, aerobic exercise dance routine while a coup was happening in the background. That was happening in Myanmar. The situation has not notably improved. Uh, the very short version is that a bunch of the many ethnic and religious minorities are getting genocided by a Chinese-backed military coup. Uh, but... The reason I bring this up now is because they're fighting back, and specifically they're fighting back with extensive use of FGC-9s, which are a 3D printed 9mm carbine design, um, and when I talk about the Second Amendment, ultimately this is really what I'm talking about. When things get really bad wherever you live, ultimately you have two choices. You can either roll over and die, or you can take up weapons and defend yourself. Myanmar did not have particularly good support for civilian firearms ownership, so people have had to make do with improvised 3D printed guns, uh, basically coupons for a lightly used AK from the national forces. But that's better than nothing, and... 
basically, if you're in this situation, then you don't have any good options, and fighting back is by far the best of your bad options. And so that's why I refuse to compromise on um, on anything that would uh, impinge on the capability to fight back in these situations. Um, Real Life Lore on Nebula has a good video on the uh, broad geopolitical angle, and PSR on YouTube has a good video about the specific use of 3D printed firearms in the conflict. Uh, so it's a major bummer, so I wouldn't necessarily recommend you go look at it unless you're in a headspace to expose yourself to that kind of thing. But if you want to get a better handle on why I'm a Second Amendment absolutist, I would recommend you start there. Wes, I think the second one was much better, so we should keep that one. I'm probably just going to leave them both. It's fine. What? You're just going to let him break the rules and get away with it? Inyash, you have yes. to realize that Wes is extremely lazy, and the flip side of him refusing to delete anything dumb you say is <laughs> he'll also refuse to delete anything smart I say, so... If you just say uh, more smart stuff that Wes doesn't like, then you'll be happy that he's lazy. It's probably actually easier to delete your stuff than to edit it, but you know. Anyway, Eniash, it's your turn. What do you got? Uh, <sighs> this looks like this. a spicy one. <laughs> Nobody made you do this one, Eniash. I know, but I feel like it has to be said anyway. I, right, I read this ahead. blog post and I really liked it, so please do. All right. All right. Um, share, share your bigotry. It's fine. So I don't remember if I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but I myself am AGP, which stands for autogenophilia, which uh, for those who don't know is straight guys who deeply wish they were gay women. And there are some places out there that say like these sorts of people are perverts and disgusting and whatever. And those guys are bigots and call fuck right off. We're entirely normal people like everybody else, just with a strange sexual kink, I guess, or different y sexual. Kink. You're a pervert and you're wonderful. Oh, thank you. Anyways, uh, due to this, I sometimes get uh, egg emojis and other people saying, haha, you're trans, you should transition, stuff like that. It's from my friends. It's cute. I don't mind it for the most part. But it, I do mind it just a little bit sometimes because it's treated like it's no big deal to, to transition. And like it probably isn't a big deal if you're trans in one of the other ways. But if you're an AGP male, it actually... Um, it's, it's an issue to not have the full female body. Like, what we want is to be hot women and have hot sex with other hot women. And right now, when people say you should transition, generally what they mean is you should go and get the hormones that are freely available uh, in any blue city in the U.S. and take them. And that does not get you there for a lot of us. There's some of us who are genetically very lucky. They're like... Of the twink variety, if you are familiar with the term, what you would think of, shorter, slighter, like already a little bit feminine. Oh my god, those guys can pull it off and it's awesome for them. But then there's people like me who are like six foot two and have a whole lot of body hair and a skeletal structure that would require vast amounts of surgery. I cannot simply take hormones. And for people to encourage me to take hormones would ruin everything for me. Because at this point in my life, I actually can have hot sex with hot women who want to have sex with me because of my attractive body in according to them 
I don't understand it either. I don't get what is attractive about a male body, but it's 95% of the way there, right? I'm not a hot woman, but I will take it. This is pretty good. And for someone who would have told me when I was much younger in my 20s, hey, you can take these hormones and you too can be a lesbian. I'd be like, oh my God, that is amazing. I'm jumping all over that. And then I would have been not a hot woman. Uh, one of the things about lesbians is that they generally want other women, like not not with penises. Uh, it, it, I don't care to be affirmed as a woman socially. I don't give two fucks about most genders. I want a woman's body and i cannot have that with the technology we have right now come the singularity once agi has been aligned and we can do whatever we want oh my god it is on like donkey kong i am going to be a hot chick and it's going to be awesome but until that point for someone to encourage me to transition is for someone to encourage me to do something that is very harmful to my my life goals my life satisfaction and i fear that a lot of AGP men are given this encouragement nowadays without the people who are encouraging to do this, thinking through what it really means. How much surgery, how many years of recovery, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars it would take in the best case scenarios to to get that done. Uh, this is not something that should be pushed on people lightly. And like, really think about if your AGP friends should be transed or not, because for a lot of them, it is it is just taking away what they could have without giving them what they actually want. And that's tragic. All right. Thank you, Eniash. Uh, my trip to limit this week is that leaving your wife isn't cool. Uh, last week on Twitter, Rachel Clifton asked, and I'm just going to quote here, Men, you're in a long-term relationship with the woman of your dreams. You have an amazing life together. You're deeply in love with one another, and the sex is great. One day, she comes to you and asks if you would entertain the idea of one-sided monogamy. What goes through your head? What do you say? So the replies were, in a word, insane. People who have otherwise reasonable opinions were advocating an on-the-spot breakup. When other people pointed out that she was just asking, the relationship was otherwise near-perfect, they doubled down. Now, I understand that this is Twitter, so at first I thought this was just a quirk of the internet where a breakup immediately means something non-crazy, like have a long conversation where you clarify exactly what's being asked and break up if it turns out you have an irreconcilable incompatibility. But Jacob Falkovich had a better explanation. He said... Everyone is replying, divorce ASAP, but I don't think this means anything. Actually visualizing an amazing life together, deeply in love, is really hard. And everyone intuitively wants to signal in public, I'm a high-status mate, and so we'll dump a partner for a minor infraction. So, I guess maybe this is true, but what the hell? This is not what high-status mates do. What you're actually signaling here is that no woman should ever invest anything in a relationship with you because you are incapable of sustaining a long-term relationship. If you're willing to leave your long-term, amazing, loving partner merely for asking a question, however inartfully phrased, you are completely unsuitable for any kind of relationship with anyone. Now, the, to the people who have this attitude, do you understand how hard it is to find a good relationship? If you're ever in a relationship with anyone you could plausibly call the woman of your dreams, who facilitates an amazing life, who you are deeply in love with and have great sex with, for God's sake, don't let her go, especially not for something as stupid as asking a question in a way that you disapprove of. Again, I know this is Twitter, so I'm confident that these people are just posturing and wouldn't actually behave this way, but what I find disturbing is that they think talking like this makes them look good. It doesn't. It makes you look like an asshole. Don't do it. Excellent. All right. That's our show for this fortnight. 
Please follow us wherever you follow podcasts. Please leave us reviews wherever you can review podcasts. Subscribe on Substack. You'll get access to early episodes, which you'll actually get this time. Uh, you'll get access to bonus episodes, and you'll get access to our subscriber-only Discord channel, where you can talk to Inyash all about his weird sexual fetishes. <laughs> Come back in two weeks. Same rat time, same rat channel. Bye. Bye. Bye.